Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. does sound like five guitars. <laughs> That's awesome. Richie referencing Killing Floor. Nice job, Joe Wechter, finding that from the Monterey Festival in 1967. Imagine never hearing anything like that. And you see that and you're just like, what the hell just happened to me? Twitter poll question of the day is sponsored by Armin Chevrolet. What is the Armin difference? It's simple. It's their people, well-trained, friendly, and caring together. Let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. Obviously, yesterday, Nick Saban stepping down as head coach of Alabama. We'll ask you today. Uh, another coach who might be on the move, we're not sure yet, but who's a better coach, Bill Belichick or Nick Saban? Wow. Big-time question they're, there. They're actually really good friends. Yeah, they're tight. Is, yeah, because yeah, yeah. guess what? He was his defense coordinator with the Browns. Yeah. They've they, been friends for a long time. Long time, yeah, yeah and obviously a lot of uh, guys have gone back and yeah. forth, the Bill O'Briens, all that type of stuff, back and forth between Alabama and New England. So we'll get some thoughts on that later in the show. But first, let us welcome in our guy. What a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have him in studio with us. Former Phillies GM, Mr. Ruben Amaro Jr. Rube, how you doing, pal? I'm doing great. Miss you guys, and uh, it's great to be with you. What a thrill, man. What a thrill. Uh, yeah. So, look, let, let's get into it. You know, we're talking today and about about potential positivity for the Eagles, but that's only because the entire week prior, Ruben, it's felt like a eulogy of a season that is still alive. Um, we haven't talked to you at all since, you know, the last couple weeks as it's really cratered here. Yep. Where are you at with this Eagles team? Well, I mean, I threw out a tweet out there that this is one of the most uh, disastrous, uh, uh, you know, drop-offs since the 1964. And you would and, know, and, and, my and, friend. You know? <laughs> but I, I, I have a really strange take on this one, and I got a really positive take. And I have was thinking, I've been thinking about it over the last couple of days. So, I think Howie uh, Roseman and and Nick Sirianni are really intelligent guys. And I started thinking back what it was like in, in you know, that one era from like 2007 through two, 2011 with the Phillies where we were, um, you know, one of the better teams in all of baseball uh, for that stretch of time. We go to the playoffs several times. We get scouted all the time. There's so many eyes on this team. They're picking us apart to the point where we couldn't get through the playoffs. And we were getting exploited at a really, really high level. I started thinking about what it was like for the Eagles over the last couple of years. One of the best football teams, other than maybe the Chiefs, one of the best football teams in all of baseball or all of football over the last couple of years, and probably one of the most scrutinized and scouted. And so all I thought about was this is a team that's been broken down so many different ways. They're finding every single type of negativity or you know, every uh, you know, every piece of uh of a, a, a way to beat them. And all I thought was maybe once these guys decided that they knew that they were going to be in the playoffs this year, 
that they just went, it was sort of a ruse. And I, I know this is a crazy sort of take, but this is sort of a ruse that, that they decided, you know what, we're going to get super predictable. We're not going to show them anything that we've got. We're not going to do anything for the next uh, several weeks and show them once we get to the playoffs, we're going to change our whole attitude. Now, this is a crazy take. I <laughs> get it. This really is but, but, out of left field yeah, here, Ruth. But, and, and, but, but it's something I really thought that would be um, – I would not put it past them. They're, they're intelligent guys. They know what they're doing. I, I, I do believe that they put themselves behind the eight ball a little bit with the new coordinators. There's no question in my mind um, regarding that because when you're trying to win, it's tough to have ch- that big of a change in leadership. That said – I think that they just decided to go super predictable and we saw some bad football, but I think it was mm. in some ways by design and I think that they're going to do some 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 serious damage and be a lot I think this is going to be more innovative and do different things uh, oh, during wow. the course of the playoffs. Well, that would be that would be bolstered by what Dallas Goddard told us yesterday. Yeah, we're going to get in it fascinating. I want to get right back to that, but we do have some breaking news that we have to get to. We just did our Twitter poll. We just mentioned it. Saban <laughs> versus Belichick. Well, I guess they were listening. Ian Rappaport tweeting out, the Patriots are moving on, and so is the greatest coach of all, all time. Bill Belichick will not be New England's coach in 2024, per me and Tom Belisaro, as his celebrated 24-year tenure, one that included six Super Bowl wins, is over. A new era awaits. Uh, look, we thought it it had a real chance to happen. This is a pretty big deal. Rube, John, John first, your thoughts on on Belichick officially out in New England. I guess I'm, I'm sort of surprised. I mean, I knew that this was a possibility, but I kind of felt like last minute they would figure something out and he would stay uh, because he said things like he stressed I am still under contract. I do have intentions to coach this team. I just didn't feel like Robert Kraft would ever pull the rug out from under this man uh, because of everything they've been through together. Uh, I, I, you got to imagine it was a mutual agreement that there was a lot of discussion and, and you know, even you know, tears and heartache that went into that, you know, that discussion behind closed doors. And who knows how when it started? Who knows when it ended? Who knows if it will? Uh, that I, man, what a relationship between the two of them! I I am a little bit surprised. I thought they would figure out a way to make it work, uh, but I I'm positive that it is from. It, this is not a one-sided decision. I I'm I feel relatively certain that that Bill Belichick had a lot of say, and that he feels comfortable with this also. Yeah, I totally agree, and it sort of takes me back to when you know we made a change with Charlie Manuel. I mean, that was a really long process, difficult process. You know, when you're moving and you're changing the guard, so to speak, of an iconic uh, person. In, well, the best in the leader. franchise history. It's yeah. just, I mean, obviously right. Belichick is the best in the league yeah. history, but yeah. but Charlie is the best manager in Philly's history, right. and you're moving on from. And him. so that was a, that, that. Those are difficult uh, processes. That 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 said, I am. I think it got to the point where Belichick was just like, okay. The run is over. I think he just decided. I think he was reserved him, uh, himself to the fact that this. I had an unbelievable run. This was, uh, you know, something that will be unprecedented, which it will be. There's no way anybody duplicates the kind of success that this man had, and the uh, innovation, and the, you know, you know, the the power and the strength of an organization for so so long. 
Um, I don't think it'll ever happen again. And I think it was just for him. He probably got to the point where he said, you know what? Uh, it's time for me to move on. Where, where, what moving on means, whether it's, you know, in front of a TV camera or, you know. I think he's going to go for the record <laughs> somewhere or, else. Or, yeah, yeah. I can I, I would assume that it's he's. It's a fresh new challenge, his, fresh yeah. new thing. Yeah. I just think that it's going to have to be the perfect uh, situation for him. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't surface and, and become, you know, that iconic coach again with another franchise. Yeah, I'm with you. I definitely think it'll go somewhere else. And to your point, Richie, I think the fact that he's not being traded, you know, probably signs to as a mutual type of thing. It's like, all right, we're just going to wash our hands of this. You let me go. I'll let you go type of thing. That makes a lot of That's sense, That's what too. Ian Rappaport just tweeted There you out, go. That, that would... there have been meetings the past three days, and both sides could not come to an agreement. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. So, and and look, I, you know, I, I think to Ruben's point there of, of this will never happen again, I think we're seeing, like, right now in this town how hard it is to – have sustained success. I mean, to, to do what Belichick did. I mean, we're seeing a team that went to the Super Bowl and just barely lost it, and they're falling apart the last six games of the season for this guy. And obviously, Brady, a big part of it, obviously. But to, to be able to to ratchet up every year like that and to get to as many championship games and Super Bowls as he did, it's miraculous. It is miraculous in the salary cap era. It really is. No, so. no question about it. And and something, something that we were – fortunate to be able to see as you know sports fans because that's again that's something that's never going to happen again yeah i'm with you all right 215 i didn't feel fortunate (laughs) yeah good point those defenses (laughs) that i couldn't tell if it was a three four or a four three and i yeah here's talk about messed with our minds talk about innovation man no doubt i mean this is a guy talk about changing and developing and you know making adjustments over the course of you know this year ridiculous guys this year bill belichick changed the nfl this year oh yeah the the game one he kind of simulated pressure stuff i look i don't know who came up with the idea i know that i hadn't seen that stuff prior to us playing the Patriots this year when you're you're putting, you know, six guys up at the line of scrimmage in any different formation you choose and then you might send four, you might send five, you might send six, you might send seven. It's it's this whole like we're going to mess with your mind. You have no idea whether we're blitzing or not in this new it, it really is a new way to trick an offense's eyes and Bill Belichick created that this year. I think I, I I believe I hadn't seen it prior to that game. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll come back and take your calls. Obviously, you can react to the Belichick thing, and also I want to get back into what Ruben was saying prior to the news about Belichick. Ruben, that that's probably the most positive take we've heard on the Eagles today, and I want to I want to dig deeper into that. Plus, you mentioned the Dallas Goddard audio. There's a whole lot to get into coming up. Let's just remember with this Bill Belichick thing. The most important thing to remember officially now today that the Philadelphia Eagles will always be the last team to have beaten the Bill Belichick, wow, Tom Brady Patriots, the Bill wow. Belichick Great Patriots call. in the Super Bowl. So you're right. Call, bro. Hang yeah. on to that positive. one, right? Yeah, there we go. See, I'm bringing the positivity. All right, it, you bring it too. We'll get to your calls next. It's the morning show. We're coming right back. Pet parents, all the talk about pet food is that fresh is best. And the lead dog, George Perante from the Dogs and Cats Rule Store, says when it comes to fresh, they've got it all. My dog, Chaney, loves his fresh meat food Last thing I do before I leave every morning to come to work, I open up the fridge for his breakfast. He comes running. He loves it, and I love that it's great for him. So whether it's gently cooked, raw, freeze-dried, dehydrated, or air-dried, a fresh meat diet along with fresh fruits, vegetables, and superfoods is today's answer for your pet's well-being and health. 
They've got the largest selection of fresh meat diets in the region at Dogs and Cats Rural Stores. They've got experts on staff. They'll answer any question you have about what products your dog or cat could benefit from. Dogs and Cats Rural, also a great place to pick up new collar, new leash, new jacket. I got a new rain jacket uh, for Cheney at Dogs and Cats Rural recently. I love it. It's bright red. It's got the reflective stripes for high visibility when you're walking your dog at night. Dogs and Cats Rule, seven neighborhood locations. Princeton and Pennington in New Jersey, Newtown, Doylestown, Maple Glen, New Hope and Bluebell in Pennsylvania, or visit them online at dogsandcatsrule.pet. Dogs and Cats Rule. Shop small, shop local, shop family. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brought to you by Bud Light. Bill Belichick out in New England per the NFL Network. Ian Rappaport says Patriots are moving on from Belichick. There are many theories why the Eagles have slumped over the past six weeks, Dallas Goddard opined earlier in the week about basically coasting, which he clarified again on Wednesday. So we lost a couple of games in the hard stretch, and, you know, we're like, it's okay. We'll win the games at the end of the year. Um, you know, the three games at the end of the year that seem really winnable. And, uh, you know, we might have overlooked it. We might have just coasted, expected our talent to win games when – uh, that wasn't the scenario, so um, we have to go back and make sure we put together a good week um, so that doesn't happen this week. Sixers dropped a third straight 139-132 in overtime against the Atlanta Hawks, while the Flyers won in overtime, won in a shootout 3-2 against the Montreal Canadiens. Join Ava Graham and Hugh Douglas at Chickie and Pete's in South Philly Saturday night for a Birds pep rally, win signed merchandise, and tickets to a game next season. Weather brought to you by Window Nation. Mostly sunny, high 47. It is currently 40. Winners here with Window Nation. Replacing those old windows is easier and more affordable than you think. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. You can now hear every Eagles game on your streaming device. Just download the free Odyssey app or tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Look at that. Right into the monkeys. Good stuff here. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, play that for you one more time, the positive moments. Ooh, yeah, we're turning it around today with positive moments. That was a Macho Man impression. <laughs> for those wondering, that was Joe DeCamera's attempt to sound like the Macho Man Randy said. Yeah. It, that was a little, it was a little light. That was good, Joe. That was, Joe that was, that was good. Yeah, you got to get in there. We obviously have our, our, our buddy, the Macho Man, who calls from the afterlife sometimes to the show. Much better at it than Joe DeCamera. Anyway, 
We're turning around today with positive moments, certainly not with Macho Man Impressions. 215-592-9494. Uh, look, we're, we're trying to, to that point, we are trying to try and hold on to some positives because it has felt for the first three days of this week, again, a, a playoff week, even though it's Monday night, essentially a, a playoff week. It has felt like we've been talking about the end of a season. <laughs> and the end, <laughs> You're we've right. Talked about, the end of an era. We've Is talked, there hope? We, we've talked more about firing the coach than yeah. the playoff game that they are playing this week. So, so. I'm looking for some positivity today. I gave you some reasons earlier in the show. The Eagles are way more talented than the Bucs. They just flat out are. Um, the Minus three, the fact that the line is, keeps moving towards the Eagles. Vegas is usually right about these things. The Eagles are as healthy as they've been all season somehow. And we've seen this happen before. I thought Ruben, um, right before Bill Belichick decided to move on, uh, really interesting angle on it, too. Probably the most positive. Rube, can you just sum up again your your kind of positivity on the Eagles? Yeah, right I now? just think that it was, in a lot of ways, it might have been a ruse. And, and I, I think that Howie and Sirianni are intelligent guys. I think that they were, they their goal was to win the Super Bowl. And to do that, they had to do everything, pull out every single stop. Well, they knew they were going to make the playoffs. They decided, okay, we'll call off the jam. We are not going to show them anything that we can, uh, any of the innovations that we can uh, develop and, and, and process through the playoffs, and I, and we're just going to become super predictable. And I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Some four. This, this is a new level. Yes, it's it's a new what? level of commitment. Yes, I is. mean a new level of commitment to re- nose diving. Like to <laughs> for six weeks, you are nose diving and turmoil, and, and your your coach is being talked <laughs> about being fired. <laughs> right. But but you know what just sort of buoys this for me a little bit as I know that there's you know people trying to pick apart what's going on in the clubhouse and the locker room and all that stuff. But these guys are really staying together. It's not like they're they starting are. to point fingers when when things start to go south and you have a bad locker room, as you as you know, uh, John, they are. People start pointing fingers, and there's a little of this You're there, right. and a little of that. Well, and, and really, there's not a whole lot going on there. You're right, but the difference here is, Rube, we've got a good locker room, but things are still going south. Like, we've got a great locker room full of leaders, guys who've been there. They understand what it takes to win in this league, but it's still going south. They're trying to hold steady. But I think things are going downhill. And that, that's my take on this situation. And I, and I, I would say, uh, other than the fact that I brought out that crazy take, my my earlier take was, yes, I'm not sure if, yes, while they have the players that have that, that savvy and have that experience, they don't necessarily have the coaching staff who are leading them to be able to handle that. And and that's the ultimate concern that yeah. I have here. 215-592-9494. Coming up in a couple minutes, we'll get to the Dallas Goddard audio. He said something a little crazy after the game on Sunday, then said something maybe crazier yesterday with Joe and Hugh. Well, listen to that. But, but it does, like, if you want to believe what he's saying, it does kind of lean towards Ruben's perspective where maybe this team has a lot more in the tank than we might think. That's coming up in a minute. First, go back to the It phones. really does, like, validate exactly what you're talking about. It's Playing insane. possum. <laughs> Laying it down insane. on your back, making it, it look like you are end, a... But it's, it, you know, sometimes you got to look at the positive when you're, when you're a fan. You know? <laughs> we'll listen to the Goddard audio in a sec. Let's go back to the phones, go to Springfield and talk to Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Yo, good morning. Uh, you guys need help getting uh, Ruben out of the knots he just tied himself into. They don't think Well, that's all right, because Ruben has helped Joe with his knots in his shoes before, so Ruben's pretty good at untying knots. That's well, true. It, it's one of the most it, selfless moments I've ever seen, and I think 
I think we've talked about Sometimes it. Sometimes you have to help a brother out. I didn't know. I didn't know. We barely knew Ruben that well at that I point. I didn't know, you know Ruben yeah. at all and at that point. Ruben gets down on his hands and knees and starts fixing That's, juice I think cleats. that might have been the first time I ever saw you. Yeah. He was down on his knees helping Joe, like, pull his socks and stirrups up properly. <laughs> you got to keep it tight, man. You got to keep your gig line tight. Uh, well, it's it's Thursday, and it took me this long to call. Because after that wow. game on Sunday, I was like, you know what? Play Saturday, play at 4.30, put me out of my misery. I don't need to wait all weekend for this. Mm. But now, but now. You're waiting I, you all know, weekend I'm, for this. Well, now I'm going to have to wait all weekend for it, but but I'm, I'm in, a, in a, a better spot. I, I think they have more than a legitimate chance to win the game. Well, that's I mean, good. Vegas, Dennis, I how mean, did you get to this point? point Be, because Help me. I'm always at, I'm always at this point. I, I always try to be positive when it comes to the Eagles. It just took me a long time this week to get there. That, that, that's all. And you mentioned the line, Dennis. Like, I don't take that lightly. I don't take the fact that the line open and has consistently moved towards the Eagles whenever it's like, oh, the Eagles have no chance. Like, usually when that happens, the team that's favored wins. Usually. And, and my – I mean, this is probably a point for another day, but – Hallie's last three number one picks. I, I need play. If you're going well, to Carter, number, Carter's good, but the other two, Nolan Carter's Smith, that, Nolan Smith and Jordan Davis, there are question marks about right now. And, Nolan Smith but, is a rookie, and you know, not going to over. But you know what? But you know what, Jim? I, I need guys that are going to play more than forty snaps. No, no doubt. A game. I get. It. Well, Jalen Carter <laughs> will be a. I mean, Jalen Carter theoretically down the road should be a. A you know a full time. None of their defensive linemen are playing more than seventy percent of the snaps. Something like, ideally, uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, Jalen just, Carter I mean, is going to be a boss. He yeah, wore down awesome. this year. Jordan Davis, I'm very worried that he might never be a boss. Yeah, he might just be like a a run stopper, third D tackle. Who he'll have a career. I think Jordan Davis will be in the NFL, but he might never like. Trading up and getting him at 13, that might have been a mistake. Well, if he's not going to take care of himself, then he's well, never well, going to have well, that I yeah. well, man. And it's he also a needs to get to the quarterback. It, is, it, is, based is. on the returns we've gotten so at this far, point, it's a mistake. Well, especially when Kyle Hamilton was the next pick. That, that's where it really feels Kyle like Hamilton's now a pro bowler. And, All pro, uh, probably. And and he, what we've got is a guy who we know he's not disciplined enough with the weight thing. That's going to be an ongoing saga. Our big question was, would he be disciplined enough to stay in shape? We've got the answer already. It's not good. He's got to do better with that. He has to do better. Dennis, you got a uh, who or what is deep? Yeah, I was going to go really, really deep, and I'm just going to go pretty basic. And I'm not a big fan of it, but deep dish pizza. I mean, that's a solid answer right there. I mean, you think Very doughy. Yeah. Are you a deep dish pizza guy, Richie? I feel like you're pretty. Of course. figure you would be, yeah. I think it's one of those things that the first few bites is amazing, and then it's like, all right, I, I don't know if I can finish this. Really? Pizza, yeah, I can. Pizza, pizza in all forms for me. I generally it. agree with that. I, see, I feel that way about pancakes, Jimmy. Like, pancakes wear on me. So, pizza does not wear on me. No matter how thick, how deep, it's it's fine. Sweet but a pancake, interesting. Yeah, yeah. that flavor can wear me out. Really? Yeah, to where I go, I, I only I finish only half the short stack. So there, it, okay. So this actually just came up with my wife recently. Have, have anyone ever heard the show Review with Andy Daly? Mm-mm. He wow. reviews things in life. Like it's basically people ask him, like, all right, review. At one point, he gets asked to review murdering someone. He's like, well, I can't kill someone. Like he, it's this whole thing. And anyway, there's a the episode with pancakes. I'll just say this: the review episode with pancakes is legitimately one of the five funniest episodes of television I've ever seen. It might be the funniest, 
the review episode with pancakes, just trust me on it. It has to do with how many pancakes you can eat. Very mm. funny. Very, very, very funny stuff. Why haven't I ever heard of this review show? You know Andy Daly. If you look up Andy Daly, you'll recognize him. Uh-huh. He's in a lot of like the, uh, he's bound and down. He's uh, April's uh, fiance, the the principal of the school or husband or whatever he is. That oh, guy. Oh, yeah, sure. He's in tons of stuff. This show review is only a couple seasons. Really funny. Uh, but the pancakes episode, couldn't recommend higher. All right, coming up in a couple minutes, we're going to get to the Dallas Goddard audio first. Let's talk to our guy Drew in Westchester. What up, Drew? Morning, show. Morning, show hosts out there. Good morning, folks. How we doing? Good doing pal. all right, Drew. Hey, can you guys hear me okay? I felt bad. Rector was trying to have a conversation with me, and my phone was just having some issues. You guys I thought it was my sound, ears. You sound great. Sorry, I yeah. thought it was me. Blame Wector. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take it. So uh, I'll get to my point of positivity in a second, but I'll just say to start, I don't know if you guys have anything planned with like a Tampa station or anything, but I think this might be the least confident two fan bases have ever been. <laughs> One of my good friends that uh, lives in Tampa is a buck season ticket holder, and we usually, when they play each other, just do some type of like fun, like bet. And neither of us has broke the topic of the bet because we're so like unconfident in our own team. Wow. It, it, it makes sense. You know, we do get very myopic when we look at the Eagles, and it's all about our issues and all that. Like, the Bucks are bad. Like they are, they are not a good football team. Like I said before, their best wins are the Jaguars, the Packers, and the Saints. Yeah, it was My so best. unconvincing last week against the Panthers, nine to nothing, yeah. as as like as unleaded Ew. a win as you've <laughs> unleaded. Ever seen. I, I said uh, my best friend's a guy named John Ramos. I went to school with at Stanford, and and uh, he was my roommate. He's uh, he's a Tampa born born and bred, huge Bucks fan. He said. Ruben, we're going to get killed. See? It's fascinating. He thinks that they're going to get crushed. They think they stink. So, Jeez. (laughs) That's crazy. It's a great point, Drew. That's exactly what what my friend said. It's like a contest of who's less less optimistic. So I'll say my one point point of positivity is I think it comes back to Jalen. You know, I think in, like, hockey playoffs, if you get a hot goalie, you can go on a run. Like, baseball, if your pitcher just dominates, you can – go on a run. I think it's kind of the same thing with quarterback and outside of, you know, Foles is a good example in 2017, but I think the other like big example that I can think of is we reference this team a little bit at times because I think they struggled going into the playoffs. Joe Flacco in like 2012, I think just went I mean, like Eli Manning twice. Eli, and, anyone go, it, it was yeah. a team thing, obviously D-line's up, but Eli Manning won two Super Bowls with wild card teams. Hard for me to imagine. Yeah. I can't oh, even I know. Imagine. It's I hard know. for me to imagine. And I'll say, I unfortunately don't. I think he's going to be fine long term. I unfortunately don't have converse. I don't. I don't have confidence in Jalen to do that right now. But I think that's the hope to cling to. That if he just goes like full twenty twenty two, Jalen, that you've got a shot to to go on a run. Well, yeah, because Drew, if he goes twenty twenty two, Jalen, like he'll be the best quarterback in each of the matchups they have. If he can, if he can find that back. So, so it is a fascinating point. Drew, you got a uh, who or what's deep. Yeah, I'm going with our uh, local uh, Philadelphia tie, uh, Benjamin Franklin. He was a real uh, deep thinker. There you go, our first deep thinker answer. I like, like that it. a lot. It's a good yeah. answer. All right, uh, let's get to the Dallas Goddard thing. Um, so after the game, we're going to play two pieces of Dallas Goddard audio. After the game on Sunday, uh, this one made the rounds. We haven't played it yet on this show, but but it was played all over the station. Um, Dallas kind of saying something that football players are not supposed to say. Saying that maybe, you know, over the last six weeks, this disastrous six weeks that has got us all ready to fire the coach and and not even, you know, thinking they can compete with a horrible box team in the playoffs, um, 
he kind of said, maybe, you know, we weren't really trying as hard as we, we should have because we were kind of looking ahead. Here's what Dallas Goddard said right after the game, and then we'll, we'll play you his attempt to kind of fix it yesterday. Here's what he said after the game on Sunday. Uh, ever since, what was it, four or five weeks ago when we uh, clinched the playoffs, um, you know, I think everybody's just been waiting for the playoffs. So um, not something that, uh, you know, is a great thing, but I think everybody's going to be ready to go, and I think we're going to, um, you know, show the world what we're capable of. I can't imagine the Eagles were very happy with Dallas Goddard saying that, John. Uh, I'm sure that is not something that you hear. And look, look. To, I think it's amazing. To that, his that credit, got to very the, honest. But. Yeah, yeah it, it's incredibly honest. And this is something that as a player, you know you're never supposed to Ever. really be honest about yeah. this. Ever. Like this is not. But as a player, my brain didn't even go there. Like I was told not to let my brain go there. And so like I was, I was trained to not let my brain go there. And it didn't. So you never in that spot. You're never like looking ahead, thinking ahead. I really didn't. But 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 I'm sure there are so... players who are. We were just talking to her in the break about like athletes are humans, and and in some cases, you know, it is it is hard to to get the human element out of it. It's not that hard. They they have it set up so that you've got this itinerary that that's exactly the same as the the game before and the game before that and the and the week before that and the month before that and the year before that. It's always consistent. And so it's not that hard to be the same every week. Yeah, I've mean, I've known having played on teams that were bad and teams that were really really good, um, particularly the ones in Cleveland. I think we didn't we we knew that the the goal was out there somewhere. That you know the World Series was out there and the playoffs were out there. But we really just because of of the maybe it's because of the schedule. But there was 162 games. You just hey, it's time to try to beat up on this next pitcher this game. That's 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 our job. Is the next. The very next game, the very next pitch, the very next player. Yeah, you boil it down. Yeah. You All boil right. it down so, so it's more consumable. And everyone is, has crushed him for these comments on Sunday to the point whether it's I heard Hugh Douglas do it, I've heard people who played saying you can't say that, we don't think that way, all that. So Dallas yesterday on with Joe and Hugh, given the opportunity to clarify or um, adjust what he had to say, kind of doubles down in a way, not exactly, but kind of tries to clarify <laughs> Wasn't much better. Here's what Goddard said yesterday. But, you know, we had that hard stretch in the middle of the season, and, you know, whether it was outside noise or, you know, you look at the schedule before the season and notice what looks like easy games at the end of the season, games that, you know, we expected to win without doing anything. So we lost a couple of games in the hard stretch, and, you know, we're like, it's okay. We'll win the games at the end of the year. You know, the three games at the end of the year that seem really winnable. And, uh, you know, we might have overlooked it. We might have just coasted, expected our talent to win games when uh, that wasn't the scenario. So um, we have to go back and make sure we put together a good week um, so that doesn't happen this week. Wow. I mean, that I'm, I'm really like borderline speechless. That is an unbelievable wow. I mean, he went way worse. Yeah. I mean, the first I mean, thing yeah, was he, bad. He went all, all the way to I the I mean, left. your guys' thoughts, Richie, you hear that. I mean, how do you react to him saying – we just kind of thought we'd walk through those games. Someone needs to pull them aside. And, and Dallas, listen, man, we do not let some cats out of the bag. <laughs> this is uh, a little too far. Um, yeah, we might have coasted is, is crazy to say. Uh, how about just the we expected to win without doing anything. That's wow. what got me. I couldn't believe crush me. it. That's like throwing the here. I'm going to throw the gloves out there. Bats <laughs> and balls and this game's over. <laughs> That that's a that is crazy. But 
hey, I, I guess, man, you're, you're coming clean. You recognize that. You saw it, and you are calling it like it is. Uh, we saw the results. Yeah, I, I can imagine it, it must have been uh, a problem because the team has taken a real step back. Uh, like Maybe this is your way of trying to address that. So, You're bringing it into the open. So, interesting. So, is this – it could be two things, right? It could be, one, a player just grasping at straws. And trying to say, hey, like, why, why do we stink? What's going? But it also could be part of what Ruben's talking about, like part of the fact that maybe if this team or if enough players look, all it takes is one guy on a play for the play to go wrong, right? Like right. one guy misses a block, one guy goes the wrong way, one guy doesn't hit his assignment, everything can fall apart. Like if there are enough guys on the team who felt this way, or even if they would never vocalize it like Dallas did, like. That could, and you know it's wrong, and they shouldn't do that. To your point, they're trained not to do that. But if we're looking for hope, like, that means they could be much better than the team we've seen the last five weeks, right? I mean, if he's right. It's an right, acknowledgement of a problem, which is, it is not but it's something also, that we're getting from it's this It's also something that, that maybe could be a quicker fix than we thought. Well, you, you have to acknowledge the problem before you fix that it. Too. So that's, I look at that as a positive I mean, this is crazy. I it's not often that you hear this degree of honesty, and you know, as you said, if you're the PR department with the Eagles, like you, you are pulling Dallas aside and saying, "Listen, we got it. We got to get some things straight Could here." You man. Stop? Yeah, if, I'm the, if I'm the GM, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm gonna have a little chat. Shut it, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah no it. more that's talking to the media. <laughs> you're done. You're on. You're on probation with it. But here, one more piece of audio I want to play, and then we'll go back to the phones because. Uh, we addressed this with Jason Kelsey yesterday. You know, I didn't say Dallas by name, but I, I mentioned the idea that some players have kind of suggested what he had. Now, he hadn't, we hadn't heard what Dallas said yesterday. This is about his first comment about kind of, you know, looking past the end of the season, all that, um, or, or kind of once they clinch, kind of settling down or whatever. Uh, Jason was not a huge fan of, of that idea. Here's what Kelsey said to us. You know, there's all sorts of things you can reach for, and sometimes you reach for these things that are a little bit more gray. And I think that we're not, we're not wearing, we're not tucking our shirts into practice. You know, we're not, we were waiting around for the postseason. We're doing all the, and to me, that's all just nonsense, to be honest with you. Like the reason you're not winning is because you're not executing and the plays aren't working out. And like, everybody just needs to come together and do a better job of that. Whenever I start hearing coaches or other people uh, in the building, players, fans like whenever i hear these like out of these excuses that um art is like you know these we're talking about like very minor effects on the outcome of the game that it really is disheartening when i hear that stuff john that really jived with you yesterday it felt like you really felt what jason was saying there and you were much more on his side of things than on dallas's side of things with this it's so hard to know what to make of of any of this um Jason, yeah, I, I feel for him to to a degree. Um, I I don't. None of us know what to make of any of this. Uh, but Jason is just putting it putting it out there, just trying to be honest. Same with Dallas. I I appreciate the honesty from Dallas Goddard. I really do. I'm with I you. appreciate it so much. Yeah. I've never heard anyone ever brutal ever. honesty. Uh, I. I think it's wrong that that he did it. I think his teammates are probably like, "Holy cow, dude!" But I, I do think other guys are going to say, "Yeah, I agree." Yeah. And maybe this is the uh, 
the, the wave, the catalyst that this team needed. I, the team needs something. We're all aware, that, like a, a a a recognition that what they're doing is not getting it done. And so maybe Dallas is on to something. It reminded me in a, in a very terrible way, and only because Ruben's in here, so my mind was thinking baseball. You know, the fact that they were thinking that, players were thinking that, is like Garrett Stubbs going, they got a pool out there in Arizona. Yeah. You know, they did not, they took a team lightly. I think that's a very, yeah, they're taking a team that's lightly. What, that, that's yeah. the point I'm okay, making. Yeah, they're yeah. Taking, Obviously different extremes you know, they, of it. They, they took the Arizona, I mean, we. I made a joke to Mike Quick last week when he said, well, they're playing the Giants. And I go, did you see how they just played against Arizona? I mean, I, I just, this team has taken everybody lightly once they got through that gauntlet. Yeah, no, again, I think... Show to, up and win. I think oh. to Richie's point, gone, like, right. I do think that he's right. I think people on the team probably hear that and be like, yeah, that's right, we did that. You know what I mean? I, I do think there's there's truth in there, but obviously the truth is not okay. But I bet they're surprised, too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the teammates are probably yeah. surprised it, it's out there now. Uh, you know, Jason Kelsey believes that going out and punching people harder than they're punching you is what wins football games, and, and I do think we've gotten away from that idea. When we played this team last, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we punched them harder than they punched us, and it meant we won the game, and I think we can do it again. I think we've gotten away from what allows us to do that effectively and and consistently, and we just got to try to reclaim that. It doesn't feel like any of us have much faith. What's strange about this and what is difficult is that in this sport, you would think that that the punchability and and it's like a mindset, like that's something you don't necessarily turn on and turn off. You either have that or you don't, and they l- seem to have lost that for whatever reason. You know my my take mm. on this, you know, uh, notwithstanding. I mean, I think it's to me, it's it's a mindset, and if they're not in that mindset, hey, when things start to go wrong again, they may very well just crumble. They yeah. might. And well, that, that swagger the hell matters. Out of me. No, but you can get it back, right? You can get the confidence back. You certainly back. can, but winning, you know, like they having need to win success a game. is what gives you that Well, confidence. Elliot's mentioned a few times that he thinks it's super important that they start hot, like more than any other game he can remember, and, and that jives. Like, if they can yeah. get up 10 nothing for, and I know they've, they've blown some leads the last few weeks, I get that, but I think in this specific spot in this game, after watching that game tape, if they can come out and kind of punch him in the mouth to start, I think it's really important because to, to Ruben's point, if they get punched in the mouth, if Tampa punches us in the mouth, I I have I don't have a ton of faith that this team's going to get back Hold up like off a the cheap mat. Suit. Yeah, that, that they're going to get well, back up. How long has it been? How long has it been since we've been in, in a position over the last six weeks where we've allowed Buffalo. our? The last time they got up off the mat in a spot, they were down seventeen and seven. That no, I'm and then talking they... about. I'm talking about we allowed our defense to just tee off. Like oh, we, we were up on yeah. a team and. And we point. talk all the time about our pass rush. Like last year, we had 70 sacks. This year, where'd it go? We're 23rd in sacks. Well, we're never ahead. We're never leading to where we can tee off uh, where we point. know it's a pass every It's snap. a great point, man, especially because last year they got up every oh, game. Yeah. This Remember the second quarter thing? Oh, it's a, it's a really good feasting. point. Yeah, great point. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones, get some reaction, go to Cinnamonson and talk to Ken. Hey, Ken. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing all right, Ken. Well, first of all, Dallas Goddard's comments. I mean, after watching the the Cardinals game and then followed, obviously, by last week's Drek, 
I mean, is is this breaking news, what he's saying? Like, did he also say that the sun rises in the east? <laughs> I mean, you know, your eyes tell you what you're watching. So I, I, I know it's unprecedented, but I, I don't think it's necessarily groundbreaking. I mean, it's obvious to watch what you're watching that they just took these, these teams lightly and didn't really – didn't really take it seriously. So, I mean, if, if, they're, if they decided as a collective or some portion of them decided they were going to treat these games as preseason games, you know, that's what it looked like you were watching. So I, I just I can't get too upset about that. Uh, from a positivity perspective, look, I had Giants fans, friends in particular, who had a lot of fun texting me uh, Sunday as that game developed. And I'm glad that they enjoyed themselves on Sunday because, uh, you know, my answer to them was the same answer, and it it ended the conversation. What do you guys play next week? <laughs> so, you know, it's it's, and if you're looking for some kernel of positivity about this upcoming game, uh, you know, is there any better tape for the Eagles to be watching yep. to prepare for this game than? going back and rewatching the tape the, the tape of the Tampa Bay game from week three, kind of like a reminder to them all. Like Ken, hey, Richie's been talking about it do. all show. Like, those guys see that. They remember. They beat the crap out of this exact team, these exact guys. I think it's a – I think it could be a, a, a something that at least infuses some oh, confidence. I'm telling you, there, there's like a snapshot. When you get to rewatch that tape and you're Jason Kelsey and you watch yourself un you know, just – uncoil into you know a, a defensive player you know and you're blowing them off the ball by five yards you, you your body remembers that it's familiar you can kind of relive it again that tape is is going to i don't know take them back to positive times again more and than for me personally more than we can imagine sorry, it's it's, it's visceral yeah for me personally my positivity is also that regardless like if if Monday night is as bad as it could be, I can wake up Tuesday morning and focus on the fact that, hey, the London trip for the Phillies is full. <laughs> uh, and, and hopefully we'll see you guys in yeah, London. Yeah, uh, Rod Thank Lakin, you. our boss, if you're listening, yes, send Rod. us to London. Yes, we can never go yes. to the West Coast because we're not going to do our show at 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever. I know you, Rhea, you done did it. that. That <laughs> sounds horrible. Fun. We can go to London and do our show at like a normal hour. Uh, I mean, it just is such a no-brainer. Rod, send us to London. Thing. Please, yes. Rhea, Rhea <laughs> live there. We got a tour guide. Like, yep. send us to London, Rod. Yes. All right. So, uh, Ken, you got a who are what's deep? Uh, well, how about the father of Western philosophy? The uh, 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 I, An unexamined life is not worth living, Socrates. Yeah, that's a pretty big answer for who or what Jeez. is deep. Two one five five nine two deep. Maybe too deep. <laughs> it's possible. Well, it can be, the Meg two or Socrates. You know. Uh, all right. Tw- <laughs> Twitter poll. You guys got to give Meg two a chance. I, Stop. You got to give it a chance. Come on. I loved it. Stop. I can't. <laughs> it really it changes my whole view on you. Don't do this. Oh, Richie so is uh, Richie. Don't do it. R- so Richie it doesn't have to be smart. To be good, it's not smart. It's entertaining, yeah. and yeah. it's beautiful, and it's vibrant. Vibrant. Beautiful. It's a the megalodon. It's, it's, a, it's a giant great white shark that's like two hundred feet long. Yeah. Yeah. It can go out and just I, chomp a whale in half. It's it, anyway. It's just 
You got to check it out. John man. gets excited. There's a whole about other nothing. world. I love it. I love where there's it. a wow. bunch of megalodons. It's inside the <laughs> earth. The beauty of John Ritchie, right there. Yeah, that was wow. awesome. It's a megalodon. All right, Twitter poll question of the day: Sponsored by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance and major repairs. Armin Chevrolet Service Center. Same day appointments available. Certified service. ArminChevy.com. Who's a better coach? Bill Belichick, the former Patriots head coach, Bill Belichick. Or Nick Saban, shocking that in uh, in you know two days both those guys. I mean, the Patriots in Alabama for the last 17 years, it's been Saban in Alabama. The last 24 years, it's been Belichick in New England. Those are some the two titans of their each respective football sports over those years. Uh, really wild that that within 24 hours they're both moving on to to something else. Saban retiring and Belichick moving on. Pretty wild that those would both come down at the same time. All right, 215-592-9494. Coming up in about eight minutes, the King, Howard Eskin, will join the show. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Mount Laurel and talk to our buddy Dennis. How you been, Dennis? Gentlemen, how we doing this morning? Doing all right, Dennis. Got a couple Stanford guys here, huh, James? Oh, you know it, buddy. The, the IQ is raised in in this uh, studio <laughs> right now, yes. Yeah, until I heard that they were sandbagging, I was agreeing that, you know, now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. You don't see that, Dennis? You don't see a little uh, a rope-a-dope being pulled by the Eagles right now? A little rope. Well, I tell you what, if if if, if uh, our tight end sees Howie Roseman's name pop up on his phone, he'll, he's going to know what it's about. Yeah, you ain't wrong, man. I, I am sh- and again, I really do appreciate it, and it does give me a little bit of hope that maybe they have just kind of not played up to their potential for that reason at this point, and they can turn it on. But yeah, I... I am shocked he said it. I am absolutely floored. I, I've never, never heard so much hogwash. If, if a pro athlete really is doing that, I think Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, wouldn't be very happy. About uh, yeah, that. look, I think that if it is true, then you know that goes back to something we've talked about with Nick and an issue with the coaching and having those guys focused and ready. Right. I mean, that, that it's a problem. It's a huge problem. I mean, for yeah. Nick, for, for Nick, Nick for that, the coaching staff, for the yep, that absolutely. Dallas doesn't see that this is problematic that he's announcing that this might be happening. Right. That's, that's crazy. It's crazy. I agree. Hey, I, by the way, I think the Eagles will win Monday night. And wouldn't it be great if they could win Monday night and then go to Dallas and beat the Cowgirls? That would so, be yeah, so it could go. Look, it's, uh, it, 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 we need the Rams to win in, in Detroit for them to be able to go to Dallas instead of going to San Francisco, which is a possibility. Yeah. I mean, look, the – Here's the craziest outcome. And again, I think this is, again, we don't even, we're not even sure the Eagles are going to win Monday night. But right. look, the Rams winning in Detroit, I think that's, it's a three point line. That is definitely believable. I yeah. don't think the Packers will win in, in Dallas, but like the Packers are frisky. I mean, Jordan Love's pretty good. There is a chance, a chance that the Eagles could actually be at home in the Ooh, second yeah, half. We're turning it around today with positive <laughs> if, moments. If the Packers and Rams can, can upset, <laughs> yeah, we're looking at an Eagles second round home game. Big Packer fan. <laughs> How about that? The, it would be the Rams, actually, I believe. The Packers would go to, yeah. go to yeah, so we would have, it would be Stafford oh, versus the Eagles yeah. here in round two. Can you imagine that? I can't. That would be great. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, a quick point. You know sure. what the, the NFL uh, put the uh, Kansas City game on, on Peacock, did they not? They did. Boy, what a money grab that is because of Taylor Swift. They want five million Swifties to dial in. Yeah, well, you know. They're not dum-dums. Yeah, they're, they're, not not to, they're, they're the biggest sporting uh, sports uh, league in the world for a reason. Dennis, you got a uh, who or what's deep? Yeah, wouldn't you think after Jeff Bezos poured out $39 billion to divorce his wife, Jeff Bezos has deep 
pocket. Ooh, I like that. That's a good answer wow. right there. Do, yeah, the, good play on words there. Thirty-nine million billion. Thirty-nine billion. Sorry, billion. Oh yeah, billion. Thirty-nine billion. That's what he his gave wife up got. Yeah, in the settlement. She's great, by the way. She's like a real philanthropist. Yeah, she's yeah. just she's spending it all on charity on this and that. Like she's awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is. Former wife, uh, I I can't McKenzie, remember her name. Mackenzie, yeah, yeah Mackenzie. She is, she's awesome, man. Did she I marry a teacher, a high school to... science teacher. Yeah. Yeah. How about this? Oh, that's great. Yeah. How cool is that? That so, is really didn't cool. last. He's yeah. Your... Oh, it did. Oh, it's already divorced. That's what I thought. Uh, I wow, don't. I didn't quick. know they were divorced. Uh, but let I know... me check. I'll yeah, double look into check. That. I don't want to divorce them. Wonder if they them. had a prenup. Yeah, don't divorce them, Maria. Yeah. One would think. What, that would be a thing. pretty quick payday right there for high yeah, school science. Yes, officially shit. divorced. Wow, that was, that was wow. like a year. Wow. All right, it wasn't well. good chemistry. <laughs> oh. 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 How do you do it, Joe? Oh. What Damn, wet. <laughs> <laughs> and now you get to actually say them into a microphone instead of saying them in people's ears, <laughs> which is a real thrill. 215-592-9494. The King coming up in five minutes. Let's continue on the phone. Let's go to Little Girl to talk to Steve. Hey, buddy. Hey, good morning, everybody. What's up, Steve? Hey, Hey, before I get started, just real fast, I think we need to do a, a public service announcement for Mike. Um, you could give him my number, and I could advise him what to say and what not to say about his wife on the phone. Yeah, definitely don't say that your wife is bigger than Devontae Smith. Yeah, that man. is a lesson that we have learned this morning. Or but any he, football player. He yeah. kept repeating it, though, which— like, I know, I know. I kept I trying was, to give him out to kept being like, hey, don't say that. And then he'd be like, by yeah, the way— Yeah, but look. We had the toughest record, right? Every I had them at five and five for the first ten games. They proved me wrong. They 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 proved everybody wrong with the schedule. They clinched. They're chilling. We talked about it yesterday, Richie. The old heads have to come in, through you know, kick some butt here, and we'll be fine. And and Ruben hit it on the head earlier too. What he said, it's just look. We got too much talent for this not to work. And and Tampa stinks. So this is like a preseason game. That's how we got to look at it. That was confusing. What do you mean? Yeah. You should be looking at it like it's a playoff game, Steve. What are you talking about? I know, but Tampa stinks. So do we right now, Steve. No, no, we clinched six weeks ago. What did we clinch? The five seed. Like, if maybe, well, maybe lay the foot off the gas to... when you clinch the one seed. You could be like, all right, you know, then we'll, then we'll play Sam Darnold. Jimmy, come on. I'm trying. No, you're doing good. I, Clinch Steve, cheeks. I appreciate it. No, that's a really good point. You're right, Steve. Good job. Steve, you got a uh, who or what deep for us? Uh, yeah, but before I get uh, – Rube, are you going to London with the, the team? I do not know yet, but I certainly hope so. It'd be, it'd be okay. great. Yeah, Rube's bosses, send him to London. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. We got, I, that, know, Philly, that, Philly fans, we got to do it. Uh, yeah, the issue okay. is the ESPN and I think uh, Oh, yeah, national broadcast them, so and all we'll, that. We'll so. see. Yeah. All right. Well – Maybe next time. So, how about karma, Jimmy? Karma is deep. I mean, the idea, the concept of karma is pretty deep. It really is. Yeah, pretty I guess. Profound. Yeah, pretty profound. Good work there. All right, let's go to Allentown and talk you to John. The K- Hold on. In karma, Jimmy. Uh, not in like so. Not in like the specific sense of like actually what you do. You built like it becomes the few. I'm, uh, you have to believe in reincarnation. I'm not sure about oh, that kind geez. of stuff. Yeah, I'm not talking about reincarnation. No, we're yeah. just talking I, about. I'm karma. just talking well, karma about, is a yeah. part of reincarnation that they're well, connected. Regard, regard, regardless, regardless, karma. I believe in the con- I believe in in being good to people, and that that is the right way to live your life. So I believe in karma in a way, but I don't necessarily believe that you know it actually is ordained and that you being good will cause 
a better life, a better this, a better that, whatever. I just think be good to people. You know what I mean? So sure. I don't like specifically believe in karma, the actual, you know. I'm kind of a karma guy. Yeah, I, I generally, I believe in the concept of, of being good and treating people right and it coming back around Me too. somehow. I know? just don't plan to come back as a cow for right. treating Which, others <laughs> well. Well, yeah, but that's part of it. That's, you know, karma and- I know, yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. All right, let's go to Allentown, talk to John. The King will be up in two minutes. What up, John? All right, boy, I'm going to go with deep first. You know what's deep? What's that? My love for Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, oh yeah! Nice. Oh, well John, well, well done. done. Nice tender moment. That Fantastic. might be the leader uh, in the clubhouse. Tender. Yeah, yeah. On, on the so positivity deep. day, I love it. My love for the Philadelphia Eagles goes back 47 years. Love Ooh. it. So I'm going to give you. Well, I'm 55 years old, and I've been you happy know, birthday. Breathing Eagles. Is it your birthday today? For real? Uh, it was last weekend. All right, well, happy birthday. Double yeah. nickels. But yeah. So. In, in 1978, somebody introduced me to the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I grew up right outside the city in, in Westchester. So, and and that was it. So, love, you know, all the way. So here, here's my positivity. I am positive they're going to go to Tampa Bay and get crushed. Oh, <laughs> wow! Oh, no. I didn't see that. Man. That was a real. Talk about rope a dope, huh? Listen, I but there's a, but there there is. There is some some uh, you know positivity on the other end. You know, um, you look on the bright side of things. When they do get crushed in Tampa Bay, they're going to clean house with that staff. Uh, and that's the, way, that's the way I feel about it. They, All right, I see know, what you did there. So, I don't know if it's as positive as you think it is in that case. But <laughs> John, you got a uh, who or what? Oh, you already did it. You might have a leader in the class, John. Good call. Yeah, the the, the deep love for <laughs> the did Eagles. The second then, half of his call. I take don't away? know. Maybe a little bit. Let's hope by the time we vote at the end of the show, we'll just remember the first part of the call. All right, two one five five nine two nine ninety four ninety four to get into talk birds. You're listening to ninety four WIPHD one Philadelphia broadcasting from the Tasty Cake Studios. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.